Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation, when Picard and the Enterprise discover a legendary hidden planet called Aldea. The crew is thrilled to meet and learn from the ancient culture. But when the Aldeans reveal that they are childless people and steal children from the Enterprise, the captain and Dr. Crusher must work to get the children back before they are lost forever. From February 13th, 1988, it's season one, episode 16, When the Bow Breaks, or this, this right here is why you don't bring children on a starship. We all knew the risks when we signed up. Oh, did the five-year-old know the risk? (laughs) No, no, they did not. I'm Cam, that's Dan, and we are the Meh Generation. Yeah, shocking time. Wasn't ready. And uh, I mean, I think we would have hit on it uh, eventually, even if we hadn't had to take our little our little hiatus. Um, but it is especially relevant as of as of recording this, which is June yeah. schmumping schmumping. Um, Jesus. Yeah, this this is one that. Um, well, you know, maybe a maybe a good ep- I feel like this is something we should tweet. Because Twitter is where ideas what? are exchanged. Oh, of course. Yeah, we should we should tweet everyone rewatch this episode. But then again, the people who like Star Trek for its uh, progressive social commentary are probably not the ones who are like, "It's fine, it's fine. This is just how law enforcement works." Uh, well, maybe the dulcet tones of Mister Pickard saying things that are incredibly relevant today. We'll change their minds. We can only hope. That is the magic that he possesses, is the ability to change hearts and minds. Uh, I was a very impatient person until I saw him waiting for Godot, and then I realized, you know what? It's okay to wait. It's fine. (laughs) It's just fine. Even though the moral of that play is the end is not worth the means and everything is pointless. But it's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Wait, next you're going to tell me Death of a Salesman isn't about crushing it at work. It's not. (laughs) I should probably do the thing. Do the thing. On Stardate 41509.1, the Enterprise enters the Epsilon Minos system, searching for the legendary world of Aldea. They had uh, picked up some mysterious stuff in the time in the area and uh thought it was time to take a little look see so they did the planet decloaks reveals itself and the aldeans beam commander riker counselor troy and dr crusher to the planet the aldeans explain that they have been unable to bear children for many years and revealed themselves to the enterprise in hopes they could trade their advanced technology for some kids so that they can repopulate their world Yeesh. Riker refuses, and the crew is returned to the Enterprise. Simultaneously, seven children, including young Wesley Crusher, are taken down to the planet, protected by the energy shield that makes the planet invisible and also has kept it undetectable for so long. 
While the Aldean elders attempt to integrate the children into their society, Wesley is shown the custodian, the ancient computer system that the Aldeans rely on to do everything for them, but do not understand. As Captain Picard attempts to negotiate with the Aldeans, they briefly allow Dr. Crusher to reunite with her son on the planet. Wesley hints that the custodian hints about the custodian to her while she secretly passes him a tricorder to scan the Aldeans. After Picard fails to get the Aldeans to agree to the children's return, they fire an energy weapon that sends the Enterprise three days from Aldea at maximum warp. The Aldeans warn them that they can send the Enterprise impossibly too far if they refuse to cooperate. So much so that their children will have grandchildren, which is... Quite the threat. Dr. Crusher reviews the scanner. So much bad age makeup. <laughs> Dr. Crusher reviews the scanner results and finds the Aldeans are suffering from radiation poisoning, which has harmed their reproductive capabilities, but can be reversed if the source is discovered. On arrival back at the planet, Picard orders Data to try and find a way through the planet's shield while he restarts negotiations. Wesley, aware that the Enterprise is in orbit, arranges for the children to passively resist. When the Aldeans request Picard's help to solve the issue with the children, the crew find a way to beam through the shield, allowing Riker and Data to sneak onto the planet. Data manages to disable the custodian, disrupting the Aldeans' transporter and planetary shield. Dr. Crusher explains to the Aldeans that their shield has weakened the ozone layer of their planet, exposing the inhabitants to ultraviolet radiation that has left them unable to bear children. The radiation would likely have the same effect on the children from the Enterprise. Without the planetary shield, the ozone layer will naturally return, allowing the Aldeans to reproduce again. The Aldeans recognize the error of their ways, har har, and return the children to the Enterprise. They accept Starfleet's help to correct their ancient systems and recognize that they will have to forego their invisib invisibility to continue their society. And so ends when the bow breaks ancient computer system that does all the thinking for you and has uh replaced the need for people to actually know shit that's that's a pretty common trope at this point right like we've done this a few times on star trek I'm, we have indeed i'm not imagining i mean that. on everything on everything sure sure um i uh i was just i was just making sure i want to add it to my bingo card here <laughs> <laughs> well i mean what struck me most interesting is that, you know, they've devoted themselves to art and culture, but at least in my limited experience, what makes art and culture interesting and relevant is how it reflects on society and its problems. So if you ain't got no problems, what's your art going to be about? Yeah, it seemed more like a leisure world. Like it was, uh, it was less ancient Greece and more celebration Florida, you know? <laughs> It's like there's nothing to do but, you know, go to your woodworking class, uh, go to your piano lesson. It's just it feels like that kid who's just overscheduled with activities uh, and they start oh my falling God. behind on their schoolwork. It's like you're not going to learn anything if you're just if you're constantly going from gymnastics to ballet to elocution lessons, you know. Dan, they are the ladies who lunch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody play the Vulcan liar. It's great. Yeah, they're just they're just sitting around boozing and hanging out. Yeah. Lounging in their caftans and planning a brunch on their own behalf. Uh. 
God. Seriously, check it out. Those of you who have never heard the song before, and I hope that's no one, but still, those of you who have never heard it, listen to it. These people are the epitome of the ladies who lunch. Yeah, we had that. <laughs> it's a good time. Now this, it's a this, good time. This episode is is interesting for a lot of reasons, even if there's uh, some flaws in logic and premises like you're going to repopulate a world with seven children that math just does not add up to me but okay um uh but it was uh, uh it's a good it's a good time cameron what did you what did you enjoy about this episode i enjoyed a lot of things about this episode actually i thought all of the children actors were fantastic i was pleasantly surprised um i also love the shtick that you know the parents just don't understand. Look at, we, we know you're an artist. We've been observing you for a long time. I kind of enjoyed that. Even in the future, parents just don't understand. Will Smith was right. <laughs> and the fact that a kid hates calculus, even in the future, when you're literally on a, you know, moving calculus problem. Mm-hmm. Boy, I am, <laughs> my wit is gone. A moving calculus problem. That's a good way You're to welcome, describe everyone. the Enterprise. It's a moving calculus problem. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I could have expressed that more eloquently. It's fine. Um, I loved how quickly and intelligently Captain Picard assessed the situation and handled it. I mean, he immediately knew that these people are assholes and that he has to just play for time. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Um, I loved that the people were fighting amongst themselves over who got what child. Right. <laughs> no, I'm never letting her go. Whoa. Um, I loved. <laughs> I loved that it was ultraviolet radiation that made the testes not the besties. And see, you, you said know, your I mean, wit was gone. Testes not the besties. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's something. It's something. Um, And I loved that, you know, since they can't and haven't actually thought for themselves, their plan is incredibly flawed. Yeah. <laughs> why Why would we want to fix it? Well, can't, can't we just sculpt children? We're all good at sculpting. <laughs> we have this laser pen that does all the work for us. You just think a thing and it does it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to cut ready. that out. Um, but I just wanted to remind are you. Sure? I just wanted you to remind you of who you are and who I am and what this podcast is, Cameron. Because I just missed bleep you. I miss you too. Miss you. You should just bleep out the entire joke. That would be very funny. Yeah, that would actually be great. I'll do. It. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, some really easy editing for oh, you. I, I agree. It's it's a fun premise, and I think decently executed like they they did find a way to make it 80s uh problem of the week by talking about the ozone layer i was like the ozone layer wow we're going old school (laughs) now we'd be like uh their planet's dying because it's going to be submerged under water because the whole thing has risen in temperature so much hooray (laughs) which is also changing the weather patterns Mm mm-hmm We've had a it just lovely snowed June yesterday. here in New York. <laughs> yeah, it just snowed yesterday here in Wyoming. Yeah. It's fine, though. It's a myth. Yep. It's not a thing. Why would my driving my truck 
have anything to do with the goddamn polar bears. You explain that one to me and we can have a conversation. <laughs> but I'm not, I why just would don't the fact that Why would the fact that I've bought and thrown things away my entire life <laughs> have anything to do with the wasteful nature and the island size in the Pacific? It's fine. Those Everything kids knew the risk coming to this country that they might come to the land of the free and be put in a <sighs> detention facility where they're going to have to, you know, live in squalor and terrible conditions that are actually worse than where they came from. Oh, now I'm just sad. And that's why it's so relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I hate everyone. Me too, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> this episode had um, some good dynamics between Picard and Crusher. Um, a minimal amount of Wesley, even though it's a kid-featured episode. He didn't uh, do a whole lot, which... Nope, you just know, taught them to resist, which was fun. Thank God for small I liked miracles. Um, but also, I couldn't help but notice we didn't have any wharf. There was no wharf in this. I don't think I even saw him. Maybe I missed him. It's got a line. He was back. He was on. He was in one scene. He was back at the security console, on the gotcha. back wall, and he said like one line, I think, or maybe okay. that was the second episode. I don't remember. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, ma ma So, I did enjoy that they still, even though it was another culture that developed completely independent. And uh, they were almost identical to humans and had no discernible distinctions. I did like that their sense of fashion evolved to be what people in the 80s thought the future would look like as well. I liked the sweaters. <laughs> well, I liked the patterns. Um, I appreciated. The hair. Oh, yes, absolutely. I appreciated Wesley uh, leading a hunger strike. Um, I really liked the moment when they had sort of a dual transporter deal when they took Picard and Crusher off of the Enterprise again after they had returned. And at the exact same instant, they transported Data and Geordi down to uh, futz with their computer. Or was it Data and Riker? I don't know. Data and somebody. It was Data and Geordi, I believe. Data, Data and Geordi. I couldn't remember if I was confusing because that with the next episode. <laughs> Jordy is the enter Jordy is the engineer, the chief engineer in the making. Uh, um I mean I what? No spoilers. Yeah, the dual Oh no, the, it was Riker. It, it was, was Riker, Riker and Data. Okay, I'm the, sorry. Well the transporting at the same instant was was a fun idea and something I hadn't seen before. Covering their transporter with the other transporter. Um and the set for the power source was beautiful. That was it was beautiful. Stunningly well done. I was like, this is network television in the 80s, and they pulled it off. Um Michael Okuda was the chief builder of that. Oh yeah. Yep. Who is one of the lead designers and also consulted on everything. And then ended up with his writing with his wife, the Star Trek Encyclopedia. All three versions. Aww. Michael and Denise Okuda. Super nerds. And I say that with the utmost love and respect. No, of course. I'm envious. Okuda Matata. Um... <sighs> Come on. I've forgotten. You love it. 
That may be so. Uh, all right, make it so. Cameron. Yes, Dan. Well, I just, you know, it wasn't all delightful child kidnapping, though, was it? <laughs> no. No, it was not. What uh, What pissed you off about this episode? What really, what really carved your dolphin, as it were? Oh, God. <laughs> um, oi. All of my feelings of hatred don't really have to do with this episode itself. They have to do with what this episode means today. And I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fairly well. I thought it was fairly well executed. And I... Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I'm overwhelmed. I'm verklempt. I can't, I can't formulate thoughts. You go. I thought that um, for as storied and advanced as they were supposed to be, I didn't really see any technology on display other than their cloaking device that was beyond the bounds of what the Enterprise can do. Like, and maybe they plateaued. They'd been they reached this level of technology thousands of years ago, and then just hid away, um, and then haven't really improved since. Maybe that's an explanation. But it didn't seem like there was actually anything of value to trade. Like they didn't even make reference to anything. They just said we can give you information that would take you hundreds of years to discover, such as well how to steal kids <laughs> from people for one thing. Um, <laughs> It was. Uh, it didn't seem like they had any tangible things to offer. But uh, additionally, I didn't care for how I, I didn't appreciate how bad a plan it was. Seven children, seven children to repopulate an entire planet. You're gonna well, considering there are like fourteen of them, you know. I know, but like you're gonna get some really messed up messed up kids in like two generations unless you uh, get some more people in there. <laughs> Incest. <laughs> Please cut all of this out too. God damn it. <laughs> can I just get you can I just get you a shirt that says "Please cut all of this out." You can wear it while you podcast. <laughs> yes, yes you can. All of life is copy. All of life is copy. Um, I think I think it was supposed to represent the the fact that these people were so reliant on the computer. I think the computer itself was what they had achieved, but because they, you know, apparently have <laughs> apparently their intelligences have dwindled, the fact that the computer only has so much to give. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think that the computer is the pinnacle of their achievement. And yet, because they've become so dependent on it, it has made it impossible for them to improve their knowledge-ish. Does I, that make sense? No, I, I get you. Like, they executed a plan based on what they put into the computer. They said, we're, computer, yes. we're dying. Please you know, fix this or whatever. But they're so dumb at this point, they probably couldn't even put in enough to actually get 
uh, a reasonable plan. It's just like in the next episode, how they have to keep asking more and more refined questions of the computer to get an answer mm-hmm. with the inorganic life forms. Um, yes, absolutely. I think I could see that being like y- user error. It's like, uh, you know, Googling something, but with quotation marks around it. <laughs> Well, and I mean, they also could have said, custodian, what's wrong with my penis? And because the custodian is responsible for, you know, I, I would assume that since the custodian is so connected, it has been monitoring the fact that the radiation has come into it's their It's called schmegma. And... Get a Q-tip. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Head cheese. <laughs> um, I I would assume that it would it would say, I don't know what's wrong with your junk. Instead of saying, it's me. Yeah, right. Or maybe, who knows? Maybe he did say, it's me. And they said, well, there's nothing we can do. We need you. So I guess we'll just kidnap children. Right. It's me. (laughs) (sighs) Custodian, what's wrong with my junk? It's me. (sighs) Oh, well, moving on. I guess I'll just put up with this. I, (laughs) I would have actually loved to see that. Why are my testicles swollen to the size of bowling balls? Oh, is this still this the This is my stick? third pair of pants this month. Oh, okay. I thought you were actually asking. I was like, Cameron. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you got to start using the Vulcan fleshlight I sent you. It's just a regular <laughs> fleshlight, but, you know. <laughs> it's got the itic on it. Yep. <laughs> Got an idic. Except it says you dick. Ah! (laughs) Oh my God. Just be my friend forever. Be my juvenile delinquent friend with me. (laughs) Done and done. I just want to rub beards together until they're stuck like Velcro. (laughs) Not in a sexual way. Okay, not in an overtly sexual way. Not in a more sexual way than I usually mean things. Um, <laughs> just a subtle Just a subtle, subtle sexual way. Just a little half chub. That's all I'm expecting out of it. Uh, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so much. I've got so much of this needy little bitch energy where I just, I desperately want to make you laugh. It's one of my uh, favorite things about our friendship is making you laugh. And uh, I just have a lot of it built up, speaking of balls the size of bowling balls. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to try and seamlessly transition us into quotes. Um, well, great. So that uh, I don't keep being a, a creep on you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's okay. Captain, I'm not aware of Regulation 657. No data. Neither am I. I see, sir. Oh, I see, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was a fun one. It was a fun one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was beautiful. Now play something happier. (laughs) That's not the way I feel. (laughs) Uh, I really wanted her to say mom afterwards, so that would be right out of high school for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the way I feel, mom. We all have juvenoia. I don't understand these Generation Z kids, what with their TikTok. In my day, we had Vine, which was totally different. <laughs> Completely. We do not condone your actions. You're attempting to salve your conscience by offering us goods in exchange for our children. 
Why do you want them back so badly? You can always have more. You are trifling with the primal instincts of our species. <laughs> I must warn you that human parents are quite willing to die for their children. That, I mean, Raju's line is the epitome. <laughs> what do you It's care? the epitome of good writing, <laughs> right. but also just one... one <laughs> small-sided, closed-minded cluelessness. It's just perfection, and I love it so much. <laughs> Why do you want them back so badly? Oh, you can always this... have more. <laughs> oh, my God, you're not even using them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, okay, we'll only take the ones that, like, don't They're just look a pain like in you. your ass. <laughs> um, this... Jesus Christ. This one was my favorite line. Um, when... Uh, it's uh, Picard and Data, and he goes, uh, Data, find a way to defeat that shield. <laughs> that may be impossible, sir. Things are only impossible until they're not. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Get it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's motivational, mm -hmm. and also, you know, <laughs> get to work. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it so much. And I did appreciate when one of the parents uh, said, the last time I saw him, I yelled at him. I wanted to be like, yeah, well, the last time my dad saw me, he threw something at me, so you're fine. Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. I'm Did kidding. he really? No. He's too okay. fat, old, and weak to throw shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have good aim before he got cancer. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> metaphorically. He metaphorically threw something at you. <sighs> And my favorite line, which is so incredibly only... relevant. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You were, no, you no, were no. doing more you cancer go. dad jokes. Go. No, no, no. No, no? it's fine. No, they'll, Are you they'll, sure? they'll, they'll, they'll keep. No, the cancer jokes will keep. Unlike my father, he's died. Um, <laughs> that one was just for you. That's well, my dad's still episode. dead, so. Yeah, there you go. You, you do it. <laughs> Don't try and one up me. <laughs> oh, I won't. You and Austin will ha have to have the dead dad off. You guys, you guys can do that. I can't. I'm not even in the minor leagues yet. <laughs> um, okay, you give your favorite quote before I say something that permanently damages our friendship. <laughs> it's not going to permanently damage. I know. It'll just chap your ass for a few days. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's life. That's what I do. That's human. <laughs> You also held me when I cried after it happened, so it's fine. I love you. You know, little things. I love you too. Okay. <laughs> Captain, let us begin discussions regarding appropriate compensation. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> compensation. <laughs> you have stolen our children away fr from their classrooms, from their bedrooms, and you talk about compensation. You claim to be a civilized world, yet you just committed an act of utter barbarity. Barbarity. And that's all, folks. Captain, we will continue these discussions when you've calmed down. Okay, first of all, this. Let this ring true forever. You claim to be a civilized world, and yet you've just committed an act of utter barbarity. Kidnapping children and taking them away from their parents. Not so subtle hint. Mm -hmm. yep. But also, <laughs> uh, 
Captain Picard was just shushed and shamed in the way that women normally are in popular culture. So loved that. Yeah. <laughs> we will continue these discussions when you've calmed down. Oh, oh, when I've calmed down. <laughs> when I have calmed down. Riker, hold my hoops. I'm taking them out. <laughs> It was just, it was so subtle, and I loved it so much. But, uh, yeah. Bear that in mind, dear listeners, and please tell everyone that you know. Mr. Pickard is against taking children away from their parents, under any circumstances. Yeah, but he's also weirdly anti-vax, so let's not give him too much praise. (laughs) (laughs) He is not weirdly anti-vax. Don't you dare. Uh, Sorry. That'd be great. Anti-vax Starfleet officer. You're, You're on a starship. Are you insane? You don't. Tr- I just. I just don't you, know what's in it. Here's a list of the ingredients. It's all been fucking synthesized in that thing that made your food and your clothes and is powering the ship. You fucking putz. You know. I just. Mm, not for me. Not for my kids. I just. You know. You can do what's right for you, but I don't want them to be vaccine damaged. That's not even a real thing. You fucking lunatic. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Anti-vaxxers are our chance to observe evolution happening in real time. Yeah, just watch them take out everyone else with them. They're not going to take out everyone else. They're just going to take out the other idiots. It's fine. And the people with compromised immune systems who can't be vaccinated and don't have a choice in the matter. You're right. Although that in its own way is is a a culling of the herd. So bring on the end times. We're living in Stephen King's (laughs) The Stand now. We are living in the stand. Captain Trips. You know, I'd almost I would almost be more inclined to have a flat earther on the starship. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> See, look, look out, out there. The it's flat. It might be turning, but it's flat. <laughs> just I don't look have at to. It. I know my truth. No, just fucking <laughs> just hold his face up. <laughs> Put him in a shuttle. How do I know that the computer isn't changing the view? The computer isn't altering the view screen because it's what they want us to believe. Put him in a shuttle. (laughs) Why? Why would we? What possible reason could there be? ah. (laughs) Take him to the brig. (laughs) Oh, I see. You're afraid of the truth. You're afraid of the truth. Yes. Yes, I'm afraid of the truth. Oh, I hate everyone so much, Dan. <laughs> uh, well, Cameron, how many uh, tasteful 80s wood-carved decor sculptures would you give this? That's too long for you to put into our spreadsheet. You know, How many wooden dolphins would you give it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, I love tasteful 80s decorative wood carvings. <laughs> I, I know. I can see your office. I see several of them behind you. It's true. I am not. <laughs> it's not a perfect episode by any means. By any means. But because of its relevance, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Wow. Yeah, I liked it much more than I thought I would. Um, I still have some major hiccups, but I'd give it uh, 3.75. Um, Holy shit. I, enjoyed, I did enjoy it, and I got a little choked up about the whole parent stuff. It was really relevant, but um, yeah. 
I'd give it I'd give it 3.75. You and I have different measuring sticks for this. You have a me- well, or I should say measuring sticks. Um <laughs> but I think we can both agree that this is a relevant and on and uh you know, it's topical. It's timely. Incredibly so. Well, and that makes me sad. <laughs> you know what makes me sad? That this episode is over because we have loved it, I hated know. it, quoted it, and even rated it. We sure did. Mm-hmm. We sure did. We will be back next time with Home Soil. Oh, real quick, real quick. I forgot to mention that two of the children were Wesley Crusher's siblings, like Will Wheaton's actual siblings. Okay, bye. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Uh, Have a great week, everyone, and keep on trekking, I guess. Yep, keep keep on trekking. Make make it so. We haven't done this in so long. Have a great. (laughs) I don't even remember what we're supposed to do here, and it's my shtick. Okay. I just wanted to real quick tell you all to have a great week. Wow. Not just have a great week. Make it so. Yeah. (laughs) That. Do that. Do the thing. Do the thing I just said. Do it. Riker's favorite state. I don't know. What's Riker's favorite state? Indiana. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to my buddy my buddy Kevin who told me that one yesterday. (laughs) Who's like, you like Star Trek? I was like, yeah. I got a whole podcast about it. I mean, no, I don't. There's a podcast trying to convince me to like it. (laughs) Take back seats. Take now back I've seats. ruined the whole thing, Cameron. Now I've ruined the whole thing. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. oh my god, I missed your fucking face so much. I miss your face too. So much. A secret weapon production.